what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Brothers in Tech here on the Mesh.TV podcast network. My name is Alan Jackson. With me, as always, Brian Jackson, my brother in tech. How you doing, Brian? Good, brother. Yeah, I'm doing well, doing well. We we're in our, uh, wow, we're in our final deep dive of this health and fitness thing, right? This is kind of yes. cool. Yeah. Your, your time to shine is coming rapidly to an end. Um, yeah. I want to slow it down a little. Slow it down because I'm, I'm enjoying having some some little semblance of power here. This is a, this has been fun for me. You, yeah, it's been limited, but you know, we're going to give you this month of health and fitness topics as Brian and I have been talking about health and fitness when it comes to home and family technology. Uh, we've gone through a few episodes already, some different deep dive episodes on certain specific topics, but this is our last one we'll be covering in this category. And this has kind of been Brian's game. I'll tell you, I, I look, I, for those of you that don't know, this, I mean, this is what Brian teaches. This is what Brian does. This is Brian's back. This is his thing. This is his, uh, he's in his wheelhouse for sure. You're in my world right now, Alan. You're yeah. Me, um, I'm a little more outside the world kind of looking in. So I, I'm not that I don't uh, keep up with fitness and health regiments and workouts and all, but definitely not to the level you do. So I'm really anxious to hear more and more for you as on this last episode too. And before we jump into it, though, a little quick reminder, this is Brothers in Tech. This is where Brian and I get together on a regular basis and uh, talk technology, especially as it relates to your home or family. And uh, we do this really because we know that there's a lot of people out there that serve as the IT person in your family or your circle of friends. You get those phone calls or frantic text messages asking how to fix something or how to make something work. We, we like to be a resource for you uh, or for those of you that are doing the calls and the texting and because you can't figure out something out and you're finding yourself relying on somebody else to be your, your IT person, maybe, you, uh, maybe you're looking to do some of that yourself a little bit more. Either way, we want to be a resource for educating about home and family technology. This is our last deep dive episode talking about fitness and health when it comes to technology and how to make the best use of those things. And today we're going to be talking about as our deepest dive, Brian, this idea of devices that can kind of enhance your home fitness and health regimen. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've got your wearable devices. We already talked about that in the first episode, your watches, your bands, your other things that are going to track your fitness, track your movements. These are devices that are going to can be used in your home to really just help uh, add to and, and help enhance how you're tracking your own uh, health and fitness. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of like supplementary types of devices, things that, you know, may have, many of these are going to be things we talked about have been around for a long time, but maybe didn't have the technology built into them that they, mm -hmm. they currently do. And uh, so I think there's some, there's some cool, there's some cool options out there for ways of stepping up the tech game of things that, you know, might be around your house to, to enhance kind of health and fitness. So, yeah, this is this is pretty Let's cool. Let's talk about some of them because, again, some of these things I, I know for a fact I didn't even realize are they now have versions or models of them that you can 
connect to with technology and use to enhance your your own your own regimen. So yeah. anxious to hear about some of these, Brian. What what's some of the ones we want to share or talk about? Well, that are out I, there? I, think, I think we can maybe, Alan, maybe we could categorize these different things into kind of the the fitness things, right? So there's a number of fitness things that we could talk about, and that'll be kind of an extension of what we mentioned in previous episodes. You know, uh, you could get a, a stationary bike that has some real good technology built into it. Remember my, my last episode, I, my bit was on the Peloton, which of course right. is a highly technologically advanced kind of um, spinning bike. And, but there's, they're not the only ones and they're very expensive. Uh, but mm-hmm. there's some other types of bikes out there that you could put in your, um, your guest bedroom, or you could put in your garage that allow you not just to, to pedal the bike, but also to potentially have an app that maybe, you know, changes the level of tension during your workout for you so that it kind of almost becomes like a uh, creating hills for you and things like that. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, there's some really cool benefits that could happen. Uh, treadmills have become a lot more technologically advanced. They're not just hop on, set the speed, but they may have, um, they may have video, you know, on them that, will let you see in front of you either TV, you know, and be able to follow along and get your mind off of it. Or you could see the path that the virtual path that you're running down and the hill that you're getting run up and all of this stuff. Um, so to me, the, the kind of one category is the fitness devices that we know we've already had have started to step up their game a little bit and can kind of enhance what you're doing by providing variability Um potentially providing a social aspect to it, which we talked about with some of the services, um, but then also having the ability to, to have some automation to them, which I think makes it incredibly cool. Um, probably the easiest, uh, probably the simplest thing that most of those devices that you ought to look for is just integration, right? If I'm going to hop on a bike and I already have a watch on my wrist, I would like for the bike to talk to my watch and vice versa. Yeah. So that I don't have to go later and find out, well, this is how hard I worked on this particular level and all that. The integration, I think it's key. And most of them are doing that now. And I'd say that's an absolute minimum. If you're going to buy something like a treadmill or a bike uh, or some sort of functional trainer, make sure that it works with the devices you already have, right? So that all integrates together and um, it just makes a, a more holistic approach to, you know, to fitness. Yeah. So I'll give my example, you know, the place where the, place where I go work out in the mornings. I mean, I'm on a treadmill and, you know, it doesn't integrate. I don't have an integration with my watch. It's just a more standard uh, run of the mill, <laughs> run of the mill. See what I did there? That was a fun uh, treadmill. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't integrate with my watch. So my watch knows I'm moving, Yep. but I can tell my watch is basically having to kind of guesstimate what I'm doing just based on my hand motions yeah. where if if it was actually integrating with the treadmill, the treadmill would actually be feeding it. Oh, hey, here's the incline it was on. Here's the speed he was going. Here's all those things that are going to be a lot more impactful to analyzing my 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 level of activity. Right. Yeah. And on and to you, you just talked about how the treadmill feeds you information to be able to store your workout. But also think about you know if you wanted to actually have the treadmill know your heart rate, what would you have to do? reach out and grab while you're running, which I know is just incredibly annoying, right? It would be nice if the treadmill then knew, hey, here's how many calories we're burning and show you on a screen because it's tapping into your watch's data, you know? Now, of course, there's all sorts of security things that people get a little freaked out about going to a gym and having, you know, your watch, which may have some sensitive data connecting. 
but there are ways around that, right? And a lot of them do it now where you can say, yes, I get permission for this one, you know, one hour to be able to, to share here. Um, but to me, that's where you can start taking that, you know, that piece of equipment and really getting more out of it, you know, if you have uh, some ways of integrating it. Uh, so, so that's, you know, bikes, treadmills, kind of the traditional training equipment that you typically yep. would think of being uh, using in a gym. Yep. Uh, more and more of it. Yes, definitely getting, uh, you know, whether it's, is it Bluetooth that's using to communicate? Is that kind of the thing? I, or is it? Yeah, that's a good question. I think most of them are using Bluetooth, right? Because obviously you only need short, short range. Um, yeah, you're right there within a couple feet of it. So, right. yeah. Right. So, yeah, I think most of them would probably use some form of Bluetooth where you have to sync them and then you get close and it'll start to say, hey, are you getting ready to work out? You know, let's connect. Um, I think that's uh, so I think that's kind of an, an easy step into the technology home device mm-hmm. thing. Right. Or, or world. Um, but then I think there's some other other ways of kind of enhancing health and fitness with technology where you might look around your house and say, well, what are the things that I use for health and fitness now? You know, the bathroom scale, um, the blood, you know, going in and maybe having to go to the, uh, you know, maybe you're someone that goes to the, uh, the pharmacy every once in a while to get your blood pressure taken on the, the machine they have there sitting in the, uh, in the pharmacy. Well, having a device that could actually track that for you or having a device that's easy to gather blood pressure in the mornings, you know, so, so there, Alan, to me, there's kind of a, a couple steps. So that's technology anyway, right? An automated blood pressure machine is technology, right? It, yeah. it, because it's going to do it for you rather than you having to pump it up yourself. But to me, taking it to the next level, I think is really cool in that if that could then feed into my health app on my phone, so that every time I take it, I can actually see now a history and tracking. Um, that's where I think it gets even better. And many of those devices can take the first step, which is, hey, we'll do it automatic automatically and we'll track it on device. But then you have to then find a way to transfer it to uh, where your rest of your data is. But if you can have oh, a device yeah. feeding that in, I think it's fantastic. And that really is the distinguishing factor there. I mean, is that all these devices that we're used to using, like you mentioned, the blood pressure machine, you know, they give you instantaneous information. That's good to know right then, right now. But the trending of data to understand how things change and understand what other things need to be affected based on your current stats is where technology really jumps into play with these connected devices. And uh, so, yeah, it's just adding another layer to what these devices can do, which the more you start thinking about the possibilities, it becomes kind of exciting how they can all be integrated together and work in concert with one another to really monitor how you're doing and, and how the different activities you're taking part in are affecting you. So, you know, things like a blood sugar test, right? I mean, to me, that's, that's where I love what technology could get to us is finding a way, an easier way for us to find out what our body is doing and telling us, right. And, and be able to track that. Um, I mean, again, you know, that's, that's what a lot of these devices like the Apple watch, I think has the objective of doing is that this is going to be your health device and that integrating with your phone and an app, we're going to take all this data. And then, you know, if you were to have heart issues in the future, you know, you could be able to potentially show your doctor, well, here's what's been happening over the last, you know, several months. Here's my workouts. Here's my uh, heart rate. Here's my resting heart rate. Here's my, um, you know, my blood sugar levels, right? If you're able to integrate some of those things, blood pressure to me, storage and tracking, 
And, you know, being able to have the automatic updating of information, I think is what's really, really exciting, um, being able to have that info. Well, and I remember when, I remember when the digital scales, like, you know, weight scale uh, came about a few years ago. And I remember it was a little bit of a joke at the time. It's like, okay, do you really need a digital scale? I mean, is that how essential that is? But when you start to think about it, absolutely. Because again, the scale, if you stand on the scale and it's not a digital one, you see your weight and you can mentally memorize that. You can key it in wherever you want to try to remember it. But the idea that making it digital and connected means every single time you stand on it, it will track it. It can show you over time how things have changed. And you, you don't have to, there's no guesswork. There's no memorization of having to write these things down somewhere else. Right. And you have a lot of metrics at your fingertips. So, yeah, I mean, it makes sense once you start getting this stuff connected. Yeah, you can start seeing patterns uh, later on that you couldn't see before. And just to, to clarify, right, you mentioned the word digital scale, right? And so there's there could be a difference oh, yeah. between a digital scale and a connected right. scale, right? Um, but that, to me, is is one of the questions people are going to start to ask. It's like, well, I'm going to go get a new scale, I see a digital one, right? What What's the, should I pay the extra $10, $20 to make it a connected scale? And I think the key there is both of them are going to do digital, meaning it's probably going to give you the information, give it to you in a very easy to see manner. But the question is, do you want it stored? Do you want it stored on the device only? Or do you want to be able to store it on your own device and integrate with your other health information? Um, right, that's a good call. Yeah, you're right. Here. Yeah. Yeah, when I say digital scale, that could just mean digital readout on the on the actual weight itself. But we're talking about a connected scale that's actually going to transmit the responses back into your cloud system or whatever you're using to track it yep. and integrate with your other other vitals from other yeah. places. Yeah. yeah, so I think a lot of the, uh, the assessment tools, I think that's where I find it being a pretty exciting world right now where they're having ways of testing and the testing can automatically get updated to uh, to some form of health app that uh, that can make sense of it for you. I think that's kind of cool. And if, you know, you talk about our last episode and you maybe potentially are engaged in a service where there's some interactivity, the more data you can gather about yourself allows that service to potentially make more customized, you know, uh, programs for you, routines for you, suggestions for you. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that's, that's really, uh, exciting. So what are some other types of devices, Brian? I mean, I know there's some other, so, I mean, we've got the more functional training devices that we're used to it, like seeing in a gym, you've got some things that help you measure like, you know, yeah. blood pressure me- uh, measurements, uh, your weight measurements. Um, I know there's some others. What are some other types of interesting yeah. devices? Well, I was trying to think about kind of how to categorize this stuff. I think, I think food is one that has, you know, cooking has a lot of technology advances that are occurring and, and you can't necessarily say all of those are health focused. Um, but, you know, there are a number of different devices out there where you can um, potentially allow yourself to cook more effectively. And if you're one of these that the efficiency of cooking is what keeps or the lack of efficiency is what keeps you from cooking at home and maybe cooking healthier, anything we can do to try to make that that cooking more uh, enjoyable or uh, potentially customizable, I think is pretty exciting. Let me give you an idea. Let me give you an example. And too, do you uh, do you know anything about sous vide cooking? No, I do not. Okay, so I don't have this, but this has been on my this has been on my wish list for quite a while. Um, 
one because of technology. <laughs> Just I think it's incredibly cool. But yeah. uh, so sous vide cooking is a particular type of cooking where you use water to be your heat source, right? So okay. it's like it's like boiling stuff, right? So if you put pasta in, well, sous vide is is a device that will make the water stay at a constant temperature for however long you want it to be. And oh. the idea is, let's say I take a um, say I take a, a, a piece of pork, right, that I want to cook. And I want that pork done at, you know, six o'clock when I'm going to eat. Sous vide cooking is, is where I could put that in a vacuum seal bag. I could put it in the water and I'd have this device that sits on the side of the pot that is actually going to heat and maintain. It's going to move the water around at a constant speed and temperature for as long as you want. So you could literally say, you know what, I want this tomorrow and I'm just going to have it continue to to keep it at a level it needs to be so it's ready to go whenever I'm ready to bite into it. Um, yeah. The the cool part about it is it's, you know, it doesn't require you frying things. It doesn't require some of the, you know, microwave, which I know a lot of us may be kind of against kind of the, 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 the quick uh, cooking, but it's basically yeah. like having a crock pot where you can keep what you're cooking at a, you're not going to burn it. You're not going to undercook. It's going to get to a perfect temperature for yourself. Well, that is one of those cool things that has really jumped into the technology piece because you've got some that are connected to your app. So I could look at an app and say, I just put in pork. I want it to be this temperature by 6 p.m. tonight. And it's going to kind of keep the water at a certain temperature so that at six o'clock it is at that temperature. And of course, it's water. So it's not like you're dealing with um, your oven being on, which could you know cause mm-hmm. issues with safety, right? I mean, obviously there's a safety concern, but this uh, you know having a kind of water spinning and and it, this is what a lot of uh, high level chefs do. If you go to a big restaurant, they'll they're oftentimes cooking the meat back with sous vide, and then they'll maybe pan sear it or something like that just to give you the, the crust on the outside. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's like that could be one way that could enhance people's opportunity to cook a little healthier. Um, you know, well, it even added to the mix on the cooking side there, Brian, even, uh, you know, using things like, uh, uh, connected, uh, digital thermometers. Yes. Yeah. 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 Make sure food is cooked at the appropriate levels and make sure you're, you're, you're able to, you know, not have to keep, uh, uh, what is it they used to, I still use sometimes the little thing I have to push into the meat on the grill to kind of get it. Yep. I never feel like it's really that accurate. Yep. But if yep. you do something a little more digitally where it's going to be able to track it without, you know, you having to manually go in there and do it, then you could be, you know, walking away from the grill inside and just be notified, hey, you've hit the desired temperature. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit of a stretch talking about health and fitness, but if you're really <laughs> going to be very careful oh. about, you know, the, the your cooking style and what yep. you're eating and how you're eating, I mean, that, that definitely helps. So, yeah. Well, I think, I think, you know, getting people to get past the barrier of, you know, cooking for themselves and cooking at home and cooking healthier. Um, all of those things really have those demotivators that we talked about before, right? That it makes it easier just to go pick something up. Someone else does it. But if you can make the cooking process a little bit more enjoyable or, or, uh, or more efficient um, and easier to manage, then maybe it'll uh, allow that to happen. So. Yeah. So, yeah, I see that I see the fitness pieces and there's lots of cool little things that could go on with the fitness we talked about. It could be bikes. It could be treadmills. It could be, um, you know, if you're into lifting weights, there are devices that you can put on dumbbells that, you know, have accelerometers in them that can then feed back to see, 
you know, how many reps you've done on a particular dumbbell, or you could see, um, you know, if you're, uh, you know, I've even seen a, like a sit-up mat where you have the mat underneath you and it then just counts for you every time that you have your weight back on the mat. It's like, these are, these are little things that you say, well, if that's something I do and I need help with, all right, there are ways of kind of enhancing it with technology. Uh, some of them I'm not sure are really that needed or useful, but, uh, but I love how if we could get a hub, which I think our phone generally becomes our hub for many of us, is like this is, I'm going to have it with me all the time. If I can feed information in there that gives me a better picture of, you know, fitness and health, then I think uh, uh, that can be a way of enhancing it. Well, I, I do want to kind of recap a little bit of what we're talking about. And also definitely want to get to our brothers and tech suggestions here in a moment, Brian. Uh, but how about let's first take a quick little break when we come back. We'll uh, kind of follow up on this conversation a little bit, recap some of the things that's important to keep in mind if you're going to move to looking at home devices to help enhance and supplement your health and fitness regimen. Um, We'll talk through some of those again, and we'll end the show with our Brothers in Tech suggestion for the episode. So stay tuned for that. We'll be right back with Brothers in Tech. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. Welcome back to Brothers in Tech here on the TheMesh.TV. Alan and Brian Jackson here. We've been talking about uh, home devices to help supplement or enhance your health and fitness regimen. And we've talked about things like uh, your what you typically see in a gym. You got your bikes and treadmills and trainers. How a lot of those, especially if ones you can get for your home now, are going to allow you to be connected to track all your movement and activity on those devices. But we also talked about some measurement things that are available now, like scales and also uh, blood pressure med- measurements and other things to help tra- uh, track and measure different vitals on you. Uh, and then we've even talked about cooking, uh, keeping in mind some things that can help you enhance your level of cooking or the healthiness of some of the food you may cook and uh, using technology to do so. Brian, these are all really cool things, and I really am, really like the fact that they all exist. But I think you made a comment right before we did, went to the break that's important, that uh, are all these things necessary for you as, as an end user? Uh, do you need to be surrounding yourself with every single device being connected that's monitoring every little step you do? Uh, I'll go ahead and say just uh, from my perspective on the on the security side of things, I know some people have some concerns about how much information is being tracked and monitored. And if I've got every device in my home connected in some way and tracking all this information, that, that makes me worry. Um, me personally, it's never been a huge concern for me. I, I do trust these devices are capturing really what they need to be capturing only. And I also feel like if uh, if a digital weight scale, connected weight scale, is going to be somehow transmitting that data somewhere else, I, I trust that if a company is doing it, that a vendor is doing that, that I'm going to hear about it online and know that that's happening. And I have a little more control over whether or not I allow that to happen. But yeah. Yeah, I can see that being a little bit of a concern on on the connectivity side of things. No, I think um, that's a really good point, Alan. I mean, so if I feel a little better about devices like a scale, that even if it were doing something nefarious, the only thing it has is my age and weight, right? And I, and I potentially am okay with that. But when you start to get to things like a 
Peloton device that may have, you know, uh, some other types of interaction that you do and the way in which you interact with the, uh, the, the content, you know, you start saying, okay, there's a privacy thing here. Or um, if it's a device that has access to other things, if it starts asking for access to other things, then that potentially gets well, consideration. So. Vital medical, vital stats, right. you know, right. again, I think it's just, I just ask everybody to be mindful. I'll, yeah. I'll be careful about off-brand uh, brands of things that don't really have much of a reputation and um, seem to be a little more sketchy about how they're using your data. But typically, if you go with a kind of an, a known brand or something that's got some good feedback and reviews online and uh, has a good reputation, you can trust the data is being used properly. There's the cost side of things too, Brian. I mean, you know, all these things you mentioned are really cool, but they fluctuate in price. So it's going to depend on what quality level you want. Right. Um, the way I've been kind of looking at it myself personally was I look at these kind of devices and deciding what I'd want to integrate into my life. Um, my thing is if I'm in the market for a new one of those devices, regardless of if it's connected or not, and I can look at it and say, is it worth the additional however many dollars it would take to get a connected one of these devices? And do I feel like this is information I'm going to use? I, I don't want to just spend money to be gathering data that I never look at and never do anything with. But if it's something I feel like is going to benefit me to be able to track and look at easier and it's worth the additional dollars the next time I need to get one of these devices, then, then I will consider it for sure. Yeah. Um, yep. But just no, like, I think the, exactly right. yeah. yeah, I think just like the subscription services, it's very easy these days to get into the idea of I'm going to go out and buy this device because I think I'm going to use it. And then after a few days, a few weeks, you'd never really use the data. So you basically spend a lot more money on a connected version that you didn't really need in the first place. You weren't really using that information. Right. Um, so it's just something to keep in mind. This can yeah. become a little bit of a money pit if you're not not too careful about it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's uh, there's some also there's even some research going on now about kind of over over data, over data analyzing of what we do, you know, in the fitness world, we think so much about well, I need data on that. And the data is what's going to make a difference. Well, really the data just gets you wrapped into the data sometimes, unless you really know what it's doing and what it means and how you're going to use it. Um, so I agree with you. It's, it's if you're going to be buying something and you're going to be, you know, you're in the market, as you say, you're in the market for something like uh, at this particular device, and you're looking at whether or not to add the connectivity to it. I think, I think there, you know, ask yourself a few questions, right, about what what will it do for you if you had the connected device versus the other, and then what's the you know what's the uh, the cost of it? Um, because to me, you know, something like a scale, and I, I'm getting ready to give a bit in a minute on a scale um, that uh, kind of is a connected scale. But to me, you know, scale is something that I don't buy very often, right? You know, I've had the last, same one for the last you know 20 years. Um, but when you're in the market for one and you're thinking, oh, wow, so if it'll, if it'll do what I want it to do and it's going to be a good solid scale, but then also has this extra feature on it that doesn't take away from the rest of the capabilities and also doesn't cause, I mean, as we know, anything that adds additional technology means there's additional things that can go wrong. So mm -hmm. if I felt like, well, the connectivity, even if that went out, I could still use it as a scale, then to me it is, you know, it's potentially useful. If it That's means going in yeah. connectivity and then all of a sudden it means you're going to be replacing it every two years now, as opposed to my 20 year version before, is it really benefiting you? And um, so you have to kind of think about that, but that's a, that's a good point. So, 
Yeah. So I think there's just, there's considerations, but I mean, overall, I, I am a believer that the more data we can get collected around us conveniently, automatically, and brought together into one place to use uh, to help improve our life is a good thing. I'm, I, I'm a believer in that. So I do like what Apple's done with their health app, yeah. where it's become a little bit of a nice hub in a lot of these devices. That's another consideration to keep in mind is that if you are bought into a certain ecosystem, uh, Apple Health, or you're on the Google side of things, or, or, or wherever you may be, Making sure any of these devices you get that are connected devices that are going to be feeding you data, um, a lot of them will have their own proprietary apps that you can download and use, and that's fine, but that's that app is not always going to connect to your hub unless you tell it to or it's approved to do so. So I, I typically will look to see, is this device one that will feed automatically into the Apple Health app? Because that is my preference is to have everything in that one app there. If it doesn't, that's generally a, a buying decision for me to say, yeah. maybe I should look at another model because I don't want to keep up with a separate app. Yeah, you should keep I don't want to trying to make the two work together. Right. So, Right. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. It's very similar. Everything we've been talking about health and fitness over all these episodes is just if you're going to be using a hub centralized location for all the data you're collecting, whether it's your fitness regimen, whether it's your movement, whether it's these devices tracking other things for you, just make sure it's going to work with the, the preferred system you want to use. You're not having to keep up with eight or nine different apps that all work independently and don't really bring everything together as nicely as you'd want. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think there's, there's a lot of cool things out there. Uh, There's also some things that you can tell the technology been added just to add technology. And, uh, and if, you know, if it's not really doing anything for you, you certainly don't want it to, uh, to take away from your, your main objective of having that device. So, uh, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, well, do you want I mean, to get into bits, Alan? Our brothers in tech suggestions. This is where Brian and I both based on the topic we just discussed, we both have a pick each of us, uh, giving one of something we've either, used, uh, tried out, or had some experience with in the past, or uh, just maybe heard some great things about. And want to share with you as kind of a recommendation for you, uh, if you're interested in this topic further. Brian, why don't you go ahead and go first today? Sure. Yeah. Um, so I mentioned before, I, I was going to recommend a scale. Mm-hmm. And I thought what I would do, uh, kind of the last minute decision here, I think I'll, I'll recommend two scales. Um, and one that I have, and that I'm mm-hmm. using, and that I've been very, very happy with. Um, and that one is called the, the Renfro, or Renfo Smart Body Fat Scale, um, the basic one. It was $28, I think. I bought it, uh, I believe I bought it on Amazon uh, a few months ago. But this is a, a, a so aesthetic-wise, it's a very attractive-looking scale. It looks like a piece of black glass. You know, it's pretty thin um, uh, and uh, kind of has a... Uh, kind of a, a glass feeling top, so easy to stand on, right? But this scale has a screen at the top, as most digital scales do, right? When you step on it, it's going to give you your um, your weight. Um, but the nice part about this one was the connectivity. And that's something that I wanted to do, as I, I would like to not have to remember, oh, yeah, that's right. I measured myself this morning at the gym, and I need to enter that in so that I can keep track of you know my, my progress. So uh, this particular scale, the way it works... Um, I'll give you the pros and cons. The pros are that it was, it looks nice. It seems to be fairly well uh, put together. Um, you step on it, 
to turn it on. Then you stand on it and it will kind of go through and give you your weight, right? The only right. Thing- could, you, could you repeat those steps again? <laughs> I, I was going to write this down. <laughs> yeah. Let me how, tell me how the scale works again. Like if you so, if I was going to use this scale, okay, right. tell me this. Right. Mm-hmm. So step on it. Okay. Step on the scale. And wait. Yeah, that's that's it. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> I'm sure their tech support line is just burning <laughs> up all the time with people trying to figure out how to use it. Yeah. yeah. So, but it is when it's not always on, right? So you have to turn it on, right? And the easy way to turn it on is just to, to, to touch it and then you have to wait until it turns on. But what I don't like about it and what I wish it would do is that this one also measures body fat percentage. And I'll get into in just a minute kind of the the pros and cons of that. But this one measures body fat percentage, but it doesn't show you body fat percentage. So when you stand on it, it's not going to show you visually your body fat percentage. It's recording it um, and can send it to your app wirelessly. And that's the other nice part is that there's a Bluetooth connection. So it'll send it to your watch so you can pull up the app and be able to see, you know, your body fat percentage as well as your weight. Um, but it doesn't show you. I wish it did. I wish it would cycle through and say, hey, here's the weight we just got and here's the body fat percentage we just got. It doesn't do that. It just shows you the weight. Um, so that's kind of a bummer. But at the same point, it does a really nice job of uh, of connecting and I haven't had any troubles with that. Um, I also love the fact that it has a uh, an Apple Watch app. So the nice part here is that I don't even have to have my phone with me in the bathroom, obviously, where the scale is. It could be in the other room. I could go to my watch, which I have um, it down as a shortcut, pull it up, and there's just two little buttons that says, you know, our measuring and results or something like that. If you click the measuring, it comes up and says, all right, we're waiting for the scale. And as long as you step on the scale, it automatically puts a little Bluetooth light comes on and says, yep, we're connected. And then once it goes through its cycle, your your watch now shows you, here was your weight, here was your body fat percentage, all of that. And it measures nice. a lot of different things, um, all of which are estimates, by the way. You know, it's trying to give you certain levels of distinction of what your body makeup, because it, it doesn't know, right? Um, right? And by the way, those of you who are thinking scales are the end-all, be-all of body fat percentage, they're not. Um, they are... Uh, they are decent devices. They're not the ideal way of measuring body fat. And as we know, body fat percentage is, you know, what percentage of your uh, body is made up of lean muscle versus, you know, versus body fat. Uh, and of course, you want that lower. That's a much better measure of your health than uh, than weight. Um, the ideal ways of doing that is like to do underwater weighing, um, to do uh, caliper tests, to do uh, uh, bod pod gas exchange, right? Uh, those sorts of things. We don't you have mean that. all the, all the tools I have in my house. Yeah, all the things you have in the back. Yeah, that you need to pull out, right? But the what the scales do is they're basically sending a current, a very light current, through one foot, going through your body and going to the other foot, and it's basically trying to see how fast the current gets to the other foot, because if it gets there really fast, it means that it's going to pass through fat a little faster than it would, you know, having not the same kind of amount of mm-hmm. body fat percentage. So that's, that's all it's doing is just looking at kind of a very light current that's going through and when the signal kind of gets from one to the other, that's not the ideal. I mean, you could have, you could have, uh, you could have been hydrated one day and therefore the current's going to be a Hold little on. different. It's going to throw that that's off. Really what it's, that's what it's doing. Yeah. 
We need yep. to step on a digital one of these connected scales. Right. It's looking at um, yeah. It's looking at uh, like a, a current, current that's going through from the mm-hmm. A current goes through. So now you, you should do it barefoot. You yes. Do it barefoot. Do it barefoot. Okay. Yep. Yep. These are uh, yeah bio bioelectrical impedance is what it's called. So you're just basically getting the uh, kind of speed at which the current's passing through. This is the same way that happens with um, lie detectors and things like that, where you have two, you know, you have things on two fingers. It's really just sending a little current to see how fast information is passing from one to the other. That's interesting. Yeah. So I've already imagined there's other things that could be problematic there, but here's my, here's my positive, right? People, as you said, you don't have the, the access to the other things. Right. Right. As long as you recognize that that number that it gives you in body fat may not be an accurate number, but mm-hmm. it's probably going to be fairly reliable. So if you're doing it every day at the same time of day and you see yourself yeah. get better, that's what really matters. Right. Not that your 25 percent is really 25 percent. But if you're two percent less than you were before, it's probably a good measure of saying you got better. Right. I've never understood and I've always known it's terribly inaccurate, but just your best gauge is is just using your weight and height to determine yeah. your body mass index. And I know that's, yep. that's the, the, the quick, easy way to do it just as a ballpark. But and I get what you're saying. Using yeah. a scale like this, it's not going to give you like you, you may go to a different place and get tested and find your numbers are a little different. But at least the consistency is there. You're measuring right. it the same way every time, and uh, that gives you some information to use for benchmarking and trending yourself. So. Yeah, and and you know and that's one of the things from a health and fitness perspective. I love that people can now see at least an estimate of body fat percentage because what you mentioned earlier, BMI, taking your body, uh, taking your weight and your height, um, that's used for has been used for ages, right? But that we also really now is very um, misleading. Right. For example, every player in the NFL is obese according to the BMI. Right. Yeah. Because their muscle weighs more than fat. So therefore they weigh a lot and they're only at a certain height. Um, but we know that they're healthy, or at least most of them are healthy, right? So yeah, body fat is a much better uh way of looking at that. And again, it may fluctuate. You could step on two different devices and they could tell you a different body fat. But if you have the same scale at home, this is why I think it's a good thing, having the same scale at home. And if you don't put a whole lot of accountability into, oh, I'm 25% or I'm 14% and you say, I want to improve my percentage, mm-hmm. then it's it's a good measure. Okay. Uh, real quick, Alan, I'll just mention, and I do not have this one, but you know, the company that I've talked about many times that I love what they're doing out of uh, Washington state wise, wise has also just put out a scale and it does the same things that what I'm suggesting it feeds into Apple health or Google fit or Fitbit. Um, it's got kind of auto recognition of you standing on the, the, you know, the app pulls up and says, Hey, I see you're stepping on, you know, said, shall I gather? Uh, it's even got some heart rate tracking and things like that built in and it's $20. Again, I love what they do. And so far I've been pretty impressed with their products. Um, they tend to put good things out that, uh, just don't cost a lot. So, um, so I know wise has one. So if you are looking for a scale that, um, that I think comes from a company that's doing some really cool things. Uh, Wise um, is a good one, but I can absolutely stand by at least so far. This uh, Rinfo uh, Smart Body Fat Scale uh, has been great for twenty eight bucks. It was kind of middle of the road in terms of cost, um, and uh, I, and I really enjoyed it. So it's been great. So the Wise one, you know, is only twenty dollars or not? Right, it's so it's 20, a little, like twenty bucks. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, no, and, and and again, I trust it. If I hadn't have bought one already, I probably would be buying one from Wise just to yeah. to see how it works. But I love how they integrate a lot of different things uh, with it. But uh, yeah, so there's some some opportunities for you. All right, Alan, what do you so, got for us? So mine, I'll be honest, I've used, but I don't own. So my my use is fairly limited. Did, but did you steal it or what? How, how, where did you use it? <laughs> no, actually, I was living at a friend's house and they had this, and I just was curious how it worked and tried it out for a little bit, and it was it was pretty cool. Um, jump rope, you know, the old uh, jump roping. Uh, you, you know, kids used to do it uh, for for kind of play stuff, and it's also a, a part of fitness and exercise to go on a jump rope routine. But you know, uh, to, if you really wanted to understand how many jumps on a jump rope you did. Uh, I don't know if a Apple watch is going to give you to the, to the, to the count, the number of jumps you do. I don't know. Does it get that specific, Brian? Probably not. What does it? What does the, like like if you just wear an Apple watch and you just did jump rope, it's not going to know down to the very specific exact. It's going to be a little off. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to have your accelerometer. No. Yeah. It's probably not going to be as good. So that's where you need a smart rope. And this is where we are to the point where, yes, we are like down to a smart rope. Yeah. Need a, a smart rope. So there's a company called Tangram that makes a smart rope. It is a Bluetooth enabled jump rope. It has a jump counter on it. It will connect to a smartphone app. You can store up to a hundred different sessions on it. So you don't have to sync it right away. You can store it on the, on the jump rope itself. And uh, I don't know. And it was, it's it's a nice jump rope. I will say that too. I mean, it's not like it's a, it's, it's a cheaply made jump rope itself. So it does work independently, even if you're not wanting the connected side, but it does have the, the connectivity to it. So if jump roping is something that you want to, you have in your regiment or you want to be tracking and you really want to get the precise count and make sure you're tracking exactly how much you're using it, um, you can use the Tangram smart rope. I love the fact that we've gotten to the point where we now have smart rope. <laughs> you know so what? Great, isn't it? I am just, I'm waiting for the, the moment we have like a smart rake, you know, that tells me how much I, you know, did my raking, my smart, uh, yeah. you know, the uh, smart pen that tells me how many words I wrote that day. I mean, it, it's, it's pretty important stuff, right? Those are some really good ideas, Brian. I think we need to work on copywriting this before we need to get on that before we publish this episode and everybody hears it and beats us to a punch. So no, let's let's make that happen. No, smart rip, that's kinda of cool. Well, here, here's the thing, Alan. So the the jump rope part is kinda of nice in that it is one of those things that if you are if you like using that as your workout, it is incredibly hard to, to keep track with what you're doing, right? Uh, just like even with scales, right? With the fact that, you know, when you're, if you're doing it every day and you're looking for progress, right? It's kind of nice to be able to track. Um, I would not have thought of a smart jump rope, uh, honestly, but you know what? I, I could see, I could see some cool benefits for that. You know, I mean, safety really counting. Aspect of your movement tracked around you and you do jump rope, then it makes sense. And, and I don't think it was that expensive either, if I remember correctly. I, I'm looking right now to see exactly how much it was because uh, I looked it up after I used it at somebody's house and thought, eh, that's pretty cool. And and I didn't think the price was that terribly shocking or anything. So uh, the Tangram Jump Smart Rope, uh, about 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. You can get a decent pair of it. I actually see a couple pairs for like 25 to $30 as well. So, you know, 
it's not going to break the bank, but I mean, it's also not, it's not an essential, but I do think it's kind of neat if you really want to start tracking this as well. So what was the, what was the makeup of it? So is it a plastic type of rope? Is it a regular rope with like handles or where the technology is or. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it, it had, I mean, it's really cool. Like very, very nice handles to it. They had like little ball bearings in it. So you could like, okay. you know, it wouldn't get twisted up at all. Yeah, it it, it runs really well. Um, yeah, and I'm trying to think about what kind of I've seen some that actually have the LED lights on them. So like <laughs> while you're jumping, you have some cool lights going, which is kind of neat. Um, yeah, well, that's kind of neat. That's what cool, yeah, yeah. The rookie is the one I think I use the actual Tangram rookie smart jump rope rookie. But there are some different models and brand and, and versions of them. And this one you can get in different colors, and uh, it's an adjustable rope, which is nice too. Uh, it's easy adjustable. The rope itself is nine foot, 10 inches. Um, you can actually improve it as you or, or, or adjust the length as you're going. So okay. uh, nice. it works with you. Yeah, it's kind of neat. It looks like there's a watch app as well. So you don't actually have to have your, your phone close by to kind of record right. some things. Cool. Yeah. So, I mean, rope. Well, I would say that along with, if there was a way of, you know, having workouts built in where it says, Hey, listen, you know, go and we'll, once you get to this amount, we'll, we'll blow a whistle to let you know you got there and then you take a break and we'll tell you when to start up again. That to me is, that's that's the kind of stuff I like, right? If you can, if you can have it be your coach by getting more information about what you're doing to try to help coach you along, I think it's, uh, it can be some cool things. So, wow. I certainly didn't think jump rope would be one that would be coming out today, Alan, but uh, you've never ceased to amaze me. Yeah. All of surprises. Good stuff. Good stuff. See, we talked about sous vide and jump ropes in this episode, Alan. I know we got this is a deep dive. We went really deep on this, so some very, very specific ones. Well, Brian, I think this wraps up everything we're talking about health and fitness. I think the biggest message overall we're, we're sharing with this is that there are a lot of opportunities to connect various things uh, with tracking your own health and fitness, bringing all your data together into one place. It really shows you a good view of what you're doing, what your your body's like, what your your activity level's like. And it's nice between both services and gear and other pieces that they can all hopefully work together. And that's probably my biggest takeaway is I think it shows how important it is to make sure you get into something that's going to be able to talk with each other. So you're not having to manage so many different services and apps. Cause right. at that point you really do start to lose momentum and, and kind of uh, get frustrated with the whole process. So um, some great stuff. Thank you, Brian, for sharing all your knowledge over the last several weeks. I uh, appreciate it. And unfortunately, I think I may have utilized all of it now. So that was you're my done. month. That was my month. Out. You're that's done. So that's it. So I'll go back I, to I, the uh, stump I, I on the think I don't think that's a hundred percent accurate because I think I know what our next topic is. And I think you and I will both be able to share some, some information on that for sure. So, but Brian, we're going to go ahead and wrap up. We will be back next with a whole nother topic. So be, please stay tuned for that uh, with our next episode. But Brian, if anybody wanted to reach out and chat with us, especially you about some of these devices we talked about, or just the overall idea of using uh, technology for your health and fitness needs, how can they reach out to us? Uh, how about send us an email at info at the mesh.tv info at the mesh.tv. Send us a, send us a note. Tell us, uh, anyway, if you have questions, I'd be happy to, uh, to kind of, uh, communicate with you and, and give you either advice or, um, or, uh, 
kind of find out what you're into and maybe pass along to other people. Um, but we, we kind of love to hear what you guys are doing, how you're using technology, um, not just within the, the fitness world here from this uh, episode, but uh, all sorts of new tech that you might come in contact with, things you may want us to use as a, a bit in the future. Um, you know, let us know what you're using and then we can either try it out or <clears throat> pass along that information to others. So uh, tell us, uh, tell us what you're into. Tell us what you'd like to get into next and uh, give us some, give us some direction for topics. Alan and I are always looking for things to, uh, to chat about, right? This is what we do. This is what we do, Alan. So might as well, might as well have something that people want to listen to, right? I completely agree. Completely agree. Yeah. So All info, right. Well, mesh.tv. Info at themesh.tv. And while you're talking about themesh.tv, that's the website address for this podcast where it's housed and other podcasts on the network. So T-H-E-M-E-S-H.tv. Go online, check out some of the other shows that are there as well as you can go back and listen to old episodes of this particular show. Because a lot of the stuff we've talked about, it's fairly evergreen, meaning it's stuff you can go back and still find some value in, even if some of the products have changed and maybe there's been some new products on the market in different areas since then. Um, and also, we'd love for you to just subscribe to the show. Uh, that ensures that every time we put out a new episode, you get a brand new one downloaded to your podcatcher, pod, uh, podcast listening app of choice. All right. Well, for Alan and Brian Jackson, this has been Brothers in Tech. Thanks so much for listening today, and we'll look forward to talking to you next time with a brand new topic. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Mesh an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.